0: So the first thing you do is create a draft and use that. I mean, make a list of like, what are the results that you think your target customer wants? And what are the roadblocks that stand in their way? And then focus on what you feel like are the most impactful and that, that makes the most difference for someone. Um, so for example, with Mike's, like he could have said like confidence on stage, learning how to like take out, take out your ups and ahs, how to have better slides. But it's like, man, what if you could have an unforgettable signature talk that allows your instant trust with any audience? It's like, that's the outcome, right? That's like, so the first tip I would say is that as you're making a list of like what you think your program, this doesn't just go for group coaching programs. What do you think your business does to help people? And then ask yourself, so what? And that'll help you get another layer of like, it's like, it's like well, I'm going to use my testing example. It's like, well, I'm going to help people like be more confident on stage. It's like, so what? It's like, well, so they can like connect with the audience. So what? Well, okay. So that, so that I can earn their trust. Ah, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Earning trust with an audience is a big deal.
1: Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more.
2: You know, there are so many experts out there, coaches, consultants, people with so much knowledge, and typically we're drawn to work one-to-one, right? We think that's where the big buck is. That's where people are going to pay us more. They get more attention. But what we learned is it's really hard to scale. There's only so many hours in the day and so many clients we can see. And that is why I am so excited for today's guest, where we're going to talk about going from serving one-to-one to to -to one-to-many Scaling your life and your business. I have best-selling author John Meese with me today. John, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Oh, I'm excited to be here, Mickey. Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
2: You know, I was so fortunate. John had me in his group coach boot camp recently, which is a spectacular event. If anyone yes. has the opportunity to join, like seriously, do it. And I went in not really with the intention of doing group coaching per se, but I wanted to understand it better. I have clients who do it, and just from his framework of, you know, how we can create this space where we can create a massive transformation and make it super appealing, more appealing than working one on one, which in my experience can be pretty challenging. And I left with my mind just exploded. And I'm so excited to kind of learn more about the why behind some of the things we did. And the first thing that I really want to dig into is the 10X promise that you okay. help group coaches and experts create. Yep order to market and deliver an incredible experience in their group coaching program. So can you talk me a little bit around what the 10x promise is and why it's important?
0: Yeah, in short, it's a, but the 10x promise is an identity shifting promise of transformation. Um, but I'll exp- unpack that a bit more. Um, the, the reality is every product, especially, I mean, this is true in someone in every industry, but especially when you're talking about education and training companies where you're, you're teaching people something, every single product is a promise for a price. You know, you're not buying, like I have a book called Survive and Thrive. This is, just, this is a very convenient plug. I have a book called Survive and Thrive, How to Build a Profitable Business in Any Economy, including this one. You're not buying it because it's 200 pages of off-white paper with black ink on it and 10 custom illustrations, um, plus a very expensive license of from cartoon Popeye of Wimpy saying, "Uh, I'd rather pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I'm probably misquoting him. But regardless, that's not why you're buying it, right? You're buying it for the promise, which is you can build a profitable business in any economy, including this one. That's that's something that I think a lot of people overlook because the reality is we're all so close to what we do. We're all so close to like like we know you and I, you know Mickey. There are things, many things that you're an expert in, and you've collected expertise in that when somebody says like, well, hey, I just imported twenty thousand contacts I bought off of uh, some Craigslist account into a Mailchimp. What should I send them first? Your alarm bells are going off, right? And you're like. Uh, your alarm bells are going off because you have so much experience in that category that you can immediately see all the things they don't see. So what's natural as humans is like we want to help people and especially people who are like are drawn to teaching based businesses it's like you want to help. And so your instinct is to like start to list all the things that are like they're doing wrong, which is what I would call typically the medicine, which is like the, all the things people have to do. But if I walk into a doctor's office, like let's just say right now it's a cold day, but let's just say it was a hotter day and I was sweating and I started breathing really heavy. And I start kind of freaking out because I'm like, I have shortest of breath, like I'm having trouble breathing. And if I go to a walk-in clinic, sit down with the doctor in the doctor office and he looks at me, asks me what's going on, I tell him and he looks at me and just says, Albuterol. I'm just gonna look at him confused, upset, overwhelmed, like it's not helpful. But he knows that I'm exhibiting all the symptoms of exercise induced asthma. And he knows the best way for me to be able to breathe again is for me to take an inhaler. And he knows the most common prescription medication using inhalers is albuterol. I don't know that. I just see him to look at me and say, I can help you breathe again. And that's the difference between a promise where you're promising essentially the cure versus the medicine. And so what most people do, this is true with group coaching programs, but honestly, it's true with every product and service in this industry, which is that most people lead with the medicine of like, I'm going to help you build an email marketing funnel that's going to get a bunch of people to do some stuff. And they tell you about all the things included, the hours or the pages or the time. And that's just not helpful. Um, And so I teach a lot of sales strategies around how to create and sell Group coaching programs, courses, memberships. But honestly, the center to every single one of them for every product is deceptively simple, which is we have to get clear on the promise. And for your flagship product, which is like, which is a group coaching program often. So, this is a mastermind group or some kind of experience. But for a flagship product where it's, it's a, this is the all in transformation that you are offering to people. This is the super fans who are like, yes, Mickey, I want to go all in with you. I want to trust you to help me change my life. For that kind of product, you need a 10X promise. It's not something as simple as, as saying like, I'm going to help you make this small incremental change in your life. I'm going to help you acquire a new identity, an aspirational identity. Um, so, Mickey, we actually worked together on your 10x promise. Do you have that? Could you be able to share what, what that is? Yeah.
2: Um, so going into, i was yeah. so overwhelmed and confused by this process. I'm like, I'm a copywriter. So I was like, oh, I'm going to nail this. And it was such a struggle. But the, the moment you said it, I was like, yes. And it was, I helped turn every social post into sales without dancing onto TikTok. Yes
0: and so that so that follows like i mean it's like i can call it a formula i guess but it's so simple it's like achieve result without roadblock it's kind of is usually how i go at it I'm like what's the goal they want what's the result that people want and what are they afraid of what are they what's standing in their way and when the people you're talking to mickey they're like look i want i don't want to just be social media famous right i want to be able to make sure that social media posts are leading to sales i'm a business person i'm like i care about this but i also don't want to go dancing on tiktok it's so like you just captured it right there where it 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 captures this this promise of a result, and identity. So to give another example, uh, Mike Pacquiao and one of my clients, his 10x promise for his program, which by the way, his program existed already. It was called Speech Club and um, it was called Speech Club and he's a speaking coach. And so it's like, so in his mind, he was like, it's so clear what I do. But then we worked together and came up with a 10x promise that he, where his 10x promise is, I will help you create an unforgettable signature talk that will earn you instant trust with any audience. And you're like, all of a sudden, that's, I mean, that allowed him to go – I mean, he still was selling his program before, um, but that allowed him to actually just have – to mention his program. So he was speaking on stage at a conference called Craft & Commerce in Boise, Idaho. And I worked with him to just have b- 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 one slide where he mentioned his 10x promise. So who, nobody cares about the name of the program. I have a program where I help people create an unforgettable signature talk to learn you and trust with any audience. If you're interested, let me know. Out of the 350 people in the room, 70 say yes. He sent one follow-up email, had one Q&A, and sold out his program from that one stage. That's the power of a next promise. Like, I can teach sales tactics and marketing tactics, but like, it's so much it comes back to the power of just, it's It's honestly based on empathy and understanding of getting to know your target customers so much that when you say it, you're like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I want. I didn't know I wanted that until he told me that, and I'm actually in his program now. So I do this. Sometimes I help my clients too much, and then I end up joining their programs because I'm like, oh, that's good. I want that. Um, so I'm in this program now
2: i love that i think that's so funny because every every masterminder group coaching um leader I' i've met it's the same thing it's like i just yeah. I bring these amazing people they create this stuff and i just have to have it
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah i try to i mean i take on like so i work with uh 10 clients at a time and so i can't do 10 programs at a time so i limit myself to like one or two you know like right now you know uh but i yes i do end up joining a lot of the programs that i help people with not all of them because some people it's completely unrelated things so um like uh you know, Jill Savage, she has the program. I don't remember her text promise on the top of my head. I wish I did. But her and her husband have a marriage 2.0 intensive program where they help people, you know, really just redefine their marriage completely when they're typically in a place of crisis and turn it around to define marriage 2.0. And that program has generated tens of thousands of dollars. Well, now now over $100,000, I'm sure, because it, gener- it generates thousands of dollars every month for her husband to be full-time marriage coaches now. And they're saving marriages. It's like, that's amazing. That's cool. I hope I never need her program. But, (laughs) uh, you know, like that's good work that we're doing. Um, And actually, hers is a great example where once they started getting clear on their promise of transformation of what they offer, then her and her husband got invited to go to Uganda and to train 1,000 pastors and their wives on how to become marriage mentors in their community in a culture that doesn't really take marriage very seriously. So it's more culturally normal to have, like, you know, a woman or two on the side. Like, that's kind of the norm there, as Jill was explaining to me. But because of this opportunity, they were able to go there, have this amazing impact and then afterwards, they had all these people who were in you know small towns in Uganda that don't have a lot of money, and they were saying, "We want what you're telling. You. we want what you're what you're offering here. We can't pay you thousands of dollars, but how can we do this?" And then they realized they had been recording their group coaching program, Mark and Joe, and so they they gifted to not all thousand, <laughs> but they gifted uh, to a group of these pastors uh, basically for them to go through the recordings of their group coaching program, and then they just meet with them for live Q and A. And all of a sudden, they were able to have this dramatic impact that will impact generations because they got this program over here that's so clear on the impact they're having. So yeah, obviously, I'm a little fired up about when I do.
2: I mean, I think it's it's so powerful because the clarity doesn't just help the, the client like buy, right? I think it helps mm-hmm. both sides understanding the promise or the transformation that you're creating so clearly. I think it inspires everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. What I
2: like about this process that you talk about, too, because I think a lot of us spend way too much time focusing on the title <laughs> The, yes. of the program and not enough on the actual outcome that we're creating. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I liked how clear this is. Now, you know, I've been in a bunch of different group programs and some did a really good job of creating a clear transformational statement or a 10X promise. Some didn't. And so for someone <laughs> who may be struggling, they've got like, you'll feel more fulfilled or something. Yeah. Something somewhat ambiguous. Can you help walk through a little bit of maybe a process they can follow to start building that 10X transformation?
0: oh totally i mean the first place it starts with just as a draft and i, and I think honestly i mean i kind of i encourage you to consider your next promise always an evolving draft because it, the reality is, is get, you need to be able to create space for customers to have input into it so the first thing you do is create a draft and use that i mean make a list of like what are the results that you think your target customer wants and what are the roadblocks that stand in their way and then focus on what you feel like are the most impactful and that, that makes the most difference for someone um so for example with mike's like he could have said like confidence on stage, learning how to like take out take out your ups and ahs, how to have better slides. But it's like, man, what if you could have an unforgettable signature talk that allows you to our instant trust with any audience? It's like that's the outcome, right? That's like so the first tip I would say is that as you're making a list of like what you think your program this doesn't just go for group coaching programs, what do you think your business does to help people? And then ask yourself, so what? And that'll help you get another layer of like. You're, it's like it's like well I'm gonna to use my testing example it's like well I'm gonna help people like be more confident on stage it's like so what it's like well so they can like connect with the audience so what well okay so that so that I can earn their trust ah okay now we're getting somewhere earning trust with an audience is a big deal um, the second thing I would say is that once you have a rough draft of your next promise you need to test it with your actual target customer there's two primary ways that I love to start with that one of them is literally getting people on a call and asking them what are your results? What are your roadblocks? I don't usually say it that way. I say things like, hey, it's good to connect. I would love to learn more about your good work and your goals. What are you working on right now? And then I make notes on like their words, not mine. What? How do they describe what they want? And then under roadblocks and the same thing, I'm like, okay, well, that sounds really important. I can see why that matters to you. Tell me more about what's standing in the way of that. What is standing between you and that goal you want? And just getting people to name it, that's really powerful. But the second technique that's very easy for, especially this works best if you have an email list, but the second technique is literally to just send what I call the want to 10x email and the whole email template. I mean, we're on a podcast, so like I could pull it up and share with you, but I can just literally tell it to you. It's so short. It's literally like, hey, insert name here. Would you be interested in working with me to 10x promise? Question mark dash name. And so that'd be like you, Mickey, for example, saying like, you know, like, hey, John, would you be interested in working with me to I'm going to probably butcher it, but let me give me a, give me give me a shot here. <laughs> uh, would you be willing to work? would you be interested in working with me uh, uh, to make sure every social media post led to sales without dancing on TikTok? Dash Mickey. Was that close? Was that pretty close to your 10x promise? Damn close. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Great. So literally you've left out all the details they would need to know to like make a purchase decision. You're not talking to the brain here. You're talking to the heart. The 10x promise gets to the fact that people make emotional decisions and then rational it. And so it's literally just saying, do you want this? Do you want this 10x promise? And And consistently I have, I have clients who are shocked how many people respond to this. People who have small lists or huge lists. I mean, I have clients who have, you know, like just, I have clients who have zero email lists, but I have clients who have 500 email subscribers who will send the hand raiser like this and get dozens of replies. Then many of those turn into paying customers, paying thousands of dollars. I have clients who have huge lists of, well, huge as I guess it's all relative, but I have clients who have lists of 10 or 15 or 20,000 subscribers that are used to some level of engagement with their emails, but they're typically sending like some kind of It's like semi-formatted, you know, it's like a newsletter, there's like a logo. It's like, take out all of that, just send this, and you'll be shocked at how many people respond. I've had one client with about 3,000 email subscribers who had close to 200 replies to this email, and he replied and was like, what just happened? I mean, then his new life became just talking to these 200 people, but within two weeks, he sold out 60% of his program just by replying to people and learning more about it. But every single one of those people he mentioned was like, wow, these are now leads in my pipeline for my next cohort. These are now people that have given me valuable information about their results, their roadblocks. Um, and so that one-to-next email is the first, you know, thing I usually like to try. Because also, if you don't get a response, it could mean that no one's paying attention. But what it probably means is we need to try a different to next promise. You know, that's the first way to test it.
2: I love that. I think it really demonstrates the kind of cater to the heart first, and then you can follow with what the medicine is afterwards. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of, because we, we all focus so much on the features and the things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. our about- you like to join my program where i give you xyz instead right like less people are for sure gonna reach out and be like hey i'm curious or i'm interested where you can have a conversation and i really i just think it's so simple but so powerful
0: so can i say one more thing to just what you said right there that's why i love group coaching programs honestly i kind of stumbled into group coaching programs the last couple of years i've been teaching digital marketing for a decade mostly courses memberships and books but I kept seeing over and over again how people who had some sort of one-on-one experience, either at a full-time job or with one-on-one clients, really struggled to make the gap to one-to-many products because they would write a sales page and create a whole course and they would launch it and they would be crickets. And a lot of it came down to the fact that they were doing a really bad job of, of describing the cure. They, all the course was about was medicine. It was like, I can help you with this thing. Here's You're going to have all these all these features. And... I, I discovered that the going from one to one to one to few is the most effective way to get to one to many, because every single person you talk to, to sell a good coaching program, now all of a sudden is that's giving you in their words how to describe your other products. And so this is something you can use to that. It helps you sell courses and books and memberships when you get this right. Because the reality is, if you're selling a $10 book or a $100 course, you can't really afford to get on a call with somebody and like talk them about it. Like it's just not the math does not work. But when you're selling a group coaching program that's two thousand or five thousand or ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars, you can afford to get on the phone to talk to a potential client. It's a good use of your time, but it's also one of those things that as you're doing that, you're collecting research that that improves. I mean, this is happening for multiple clients. This is happening for many of my clients that now we're all just focused on the good coaching program. But all of a sudden, they're going, "Wait a minute, I need to add a promise to the sales page for every one of my courses and my books." And now all of a sudden, that forgive the Mac bubbles for those who are watching the video, we just got like the new Mac OS updates, a little jarring still. Um, but you get the, <laughs> um, you get, you get the, the promise over there improves conversions dramatically because it's just like, it's just so simple. So I do recommend for other products, like I have different frameworks for each promise, but the core idea is the same. It's like the 10X promise is specifically your flagship product. If I'm selling you a $10 book, I actually don't want to make a 10X promise because I want the promise to be a 10% promise. So then it's incremental, right? Cause I'm not asking you to change your life dramatically or acquire identity. I'm asking you to. Invest some time and money into a book. Um, and so it needs to be more specific. So I don't think I mentioned the 10x promise for my program, just to give another example here, is that is to, you know, you know together we will, I'll, I'll help people the system to earn $10,000 or more per month from your own group coaching program with no paid ads or high pressure sales. And it's like, that's, and that specific result of like $10,000 per month that came out of me talking to customers and just over and over again, that number kept coming out. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. It wasn't just enough you to change the promise. I also had to change the program, right? To make sure it matched that. And so I adjusted my curriculum, uh, but it's been really effective so far.
2: Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit because I think yeah. many of us, we fear that we're not going to live up to the 10x promise. I'm not going to be able to del- deliver this massive transformation or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's your first time running a group coaching program, maybe we might be a little bit anxious about making a big promise and not being able to live up to it. So I like the fact that you said, this is specifically for your flagship product or service yeah. oh, because you don't want to promise a 10x transformation with a $10 product that doesn't deliver the 10x transformation. Like that's a line yeah. down. So when you have somebody maybe in your program or who's working with you and they're like, I want to make a 10x promise, but I don't know that I can deliver a 10x promise in a program. How would you approach that?
0: I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, this is a huge part of what I do with people is just working through like, honestly, a lot of it's like identity, competence, imposter syndrome, belief. And that's the note I have every time I meet with a client at the top, my note to myself, it, just says, it says belief, you know, because so much of that is like, is people need you to believe in them and to believe in yourself. I don't want you to mislead people. Like definitely do not offer people something you don't have a path to help them achieve. That, but a promise is not the same thing as a guarantee in the sense that it does require, there are conditions to this promise of like, I'm going to teach you this framework and you have to do the work or work together. You cannot. we could have a whole other conversation about guarantees, but that's a longer conversation, I think. Um, the first thing I would say is get clear, get as specific as you can on what you know, what you believe you can do. But I want to encourage, now Mickey, I'm not talking to you. I guess I'm talking to someone who's listening to this who is, you know, thinking about that. Like, yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to offer that huge promise, that sounds scary. I think this is a call to greatness, honestly. I think that the reality is a lot of people, when they build online education businesses, when they create courses or books or masterminds or coaching programs, they play it safe. And so they offer, they're like, you work with me and it's probably gonna be good. And I'm gonna help you do some stuff. And it's safe, but it's actually doing everyone a disservice. And I say that as someone who did that for eight years, and I made a living doing it. But I didn't have any like you changed my life or my business model testimonials. You know, I had good testimonials coming in, but nothing like I do now, when I just chose to to be brave and to say, like, no, if you follow this framework and I'll and I keep if you follow this framework, you will get results. Um, and, spe- and I'm very specific about that now. that Now I have a guarantee that says if you join my like accelerator program, you will generate at least $10,000 from this strategy or I will keep co- coaching you for free until you do, as long as you show up and do the work, right? It's not like I'm not magic. But I didn't start with that guarantee. That's something I added only after I had enough case studies and reps that I, I, could, I could confidently say that. But I think so much of the 10-inch promise is owning what you know you can do but you're afraid to say it because you're afraid someone's going to call you out on it or question you on it or get angry with you. But I think playing it safe is just so boring. I mean, it's just like, it's it's just a waste of everyone's time. So that's what I think, Mickey. What do you think?
2: I think that's so powerful because I think a lot of times we worry that, we worry that we're that we not going to live up to maybe our own expectations of ourselves. We're going to let it mm-hmm. down. We let the weight of fixing people or being perfect to kind of stop us and hold us back. I know I have in the past where I'm to have like even just a fraction of a doubt stopped me from taking action, whereas what I could have done is just committed and said I'm going to go mm-hmm. through it. Once I make a mistake, I'm going to own it. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to keep going. And I think there's a commitment piece here too that needs to happen, right? If you're going to do a group coaching program and you're going to make a 10x promise, not just the other person who's committing, you're also committing that yeah. you're the you're going to at least do your darn best to as well,
0: yeah, it's raising the bar for everybody involved, and I think that I think that we need we, I think we need that. I mean, personally, like I since I've started doing this, now it's really hard to get me interested in someone who's not my client, somebody else's program, because so many of them are so bad at telling you like some big bold promise of how this is going to change their life. Honestly, most of the programs have some sort of safe offer, you know, and it's like and it's like I don't want that. I just I I want, and so that that's the other flip side of this is that when you do have a ten x promise. It does call the people who trust you the most, the people who become super fans, that they want to, they're like, yes, I want, I want, I want some of whenever Mickey's drinking. Like, I want to go all in on that. Those are the people who join your flagship product. It also means that there's the vast majority of people who know your name or follow you or subscribe or buy other products are never going to buy your flagship product. And you do have to have peace with that. That's, that's the trade-off here is that when you raise the bar, a lot of people are not going to follow you, but the ones who do get crazy results. And that's fun. That's awesome. Um, Sean Block is one of my clients who like he's been blogging and he's been in this online education space for a decade and he's he's done all the tricks. I mean, he's told me he's gone through coaching with like Ryan Dice and Ryan Levesque and probably some other Ryan's as you know, as well as like Donald Miller and like all these greats and he's applied all this stuff to his business and his business has done well. He's said his business has done very well for years, but I'm quoting him on this. So I feel a little awkward doing that, but like he just said this, you know, you know in a video for me. So I know it's true that like, but since he shifted everything to talking about the promise, of raising the bar for himself so his 10x promise for his program it's not just a productivity coaching program now his program is specifically designed to help you as an agency owner run a full-time business working part-time hours that's the 10x promise it's like once he made that shift now all of a sudden he generated six figures in in 90 days from that new product that didn't exist before um and it's like that's and now it's like redefine his entire business where now all of those other products have, all have new promises that are all part of this bigger picture of like, wait a minute, this is how we're helping people make the world a better place. It's not just productivity. It's not just apps. It's not just software or tools or tricks. It's like, this is where we're going is for you to move to this, this success ladder of, of changing your life. That's honestly all focused on preparing you for the flagship product. Like that's like the, the you know, that's like the Holy Grail or the ultimate goal. Um, Annette Chessney is another client who is also a, a coach on my team. She ends up coaching a lot of clients with me. And um, her program is all focused on helping helping women rebuild a beautiful life after ending a relationship where there was narcissistic abuse. It's like that's something where it's like that is is so powerful that she went from being a breakthrough mentor who helped women uh, take action and commit goals and you know like get stuff done. She raised the bar, and now it's and now she has people inviting her on a podcast and live streams recommending her. Introducing her, sending her clients, and paying her thousands of dollars for essentially life coaching because there's a specific pain point of like, no, these are women who are coming out of a, a relationship where there's narcissistic abuse and they need someone who can specifically help solve that one specific problem.
2: I love that. I mean, specificity, a lot of people worry that they're going to exclude too many people. Oh, I'm going to like, mm-hmm. I'm only going to have very few people I'm going to be able to sell this to. I'm going to wreck my market. And so we try and go broad. But I, I think the thing that I want to chat about and, and where I'm bridging to is is, you know, it, it, that, that's not necessarily the case. A lot of times people will pay more for someone who's more specific. And I think pricing here in, in coaching programs and group coaching programs, whatever, can be tricky, right? You make a 10X promise, but then there's the price. And does the price mm. promise, does it require the commitment? Does it make you feel like they're actually going to be able to deliver? Because if I'm paying four ninety nine dollars for a 10X promise, I don't really know if I trust it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice or maybe any rules or frameworks for when we're pricing these kinds of programs where we should kind of look to
0: definitely um first thing i'll just say this because this was helpful for me that just like when thinking about pricing because a lot of people struggle with this Is like and i think you know this mikey M- mickey i'm not sure why i called you mikey just then but sorry um yeah uh, but uh, <laughs> um the if you had to have like today you start feeling funny we're gonna go back to the doctor scenario but this time it's like you're starting to feel funny in your chest and doctor um, the surgeon kind of rushes in, takes you in the room and says, hey, you need immediate heart surgery right now. You have to have a new pacemaker put in right now. Um, would you like the $5 or the $5,000 pacemaker? No other information. What would you pick? Okay.
2: $5,000 pacemaker.
0: Yeah, I have no other questions. I want the $5,000 pacemaker. I don't even know. By the way, I have a friend who is a real pacemaker. She recently told me $5,000 is just a very cheap pacemaker. So that's a bad metaphor. But regardless, it works for those of us who don't have pacemakers. Um, so... <laughs> That was a whole plot twist that I learned recently. Um, The reason why I mentioned that is like the first thing is you have to get over is the fact that part of your pricing does communicate a lot of the promise of, is this something you should take seriously? Is this something you're willing to, you know, risk your identity on, if not your life? Um, And so I do think a premium price is important. I'm sure these numbers will change over time. Right now, what I'm finding is that my wet clay to start a new program with, which is when we then mold, is when you're creating a new program, I would encourage you to start by just start with this wet clay. It's $2,000 each. It's limited to five people working with you once a week for 60 days. Now, I have clients who charge a lot more than that. I have some clients who charge less than that, despite my advice. I have clients who have programs that are shorter than that and longer than that. That's not really that important. You need a starting place. And what I find is that if you just say $2,000 is the price point for five people, it's like, okay, well, that's $10,000. That's a meaningful amount of money for most people on the planet. Secondly, $2,000 is not a lot of money. It's also... uh so my background is in economics. In the U.S., two thousand dollars is the average disposable income a family has each year. Um, and so, like that, that's the money they get to choose: Are we going to splurge on Disney this year? Are we going to buy somebody's group coaching program? Are we? It's it's the average disposable income the family U.S. has. So it's not an arbitrary number. What I love to do is is have that as the founding member price, and then get case studies. That's your focus with those first five clients. Is that a now all of a sudden you're a sold out coach as soon as you have five clients in there? B now all of a sudden those five clients are your super fans. So you're working with to get case studies, which is so much of how you sell future cohorts. Um, and C, you could raise the price in the future and the people who joined earlier are gonna feel like they got it, you know, they got a good deal. And so I usually approach it as I refer to it as founding member pricing. And then, you know, like I'm thinking uh Sean Block, who I mentioned earlier, his first cohort was two thousand, and now his program for a second cohort, which is about to be sold out, is forty five hundred or four thousand five hundred dollars. Um, I think my general my general philosophy with pricing in general is that I Is that I always want to deliver 10 times the value of what I'm charging. But you can't always put a dollar point on everything. What I do and what you do, Mickey, like there's, it's easier to trace the dollars. And so a lot of people don't, you have to kind of think through, like, okay, what's your marriage worth or what is your health worth or what, you know, you have to do a little bit more of this math. But there's always alternatives that people are spending money on to try to solve a problem in their life. And you can usually use that as a ballpark to help you value certain problems that people have in their life. And then my general approach is I want to, if I can put a dollar number on it, then I'm going to I'm gonna do that and I'm going to charge one tenth of what I think it's actually worth. So my accelerator program, for example, where I help you earn $10,000 per month, I value that at $100,000 a year. I guess I round down a bit. So I charge $10,000 for that. And that's also why I offer a $10,000 guarantee. It's 100% ROI. That, for me, is a really good price point. I know people who charge more than that for a very similar thing that I offer that honestly is not as effective uh, or as many test case studies, but that's fine. I'm comfortable with that price point because I have clients who are generating multiple six figures from what I'm teaching in a ten thousand dollars program. I feel really good about that. I-, I love that. I love that they're going, "Wow, I got a good deal." I want everybody to walk away from every interaction feeling like they got a good deal, and the premium pricing matters. Um, Mickey, you mentioned a minute ago. This is. I want to go back to something you said a minute ago. If you if you if you can, which is you were talking about the niching down and how people kind of like get nervous about like excluding people. I I recently learned something about this that really helped me because i always struggled with that
2: too would that be helpful if i shared that this is one of like the big challenges that most okay. of
0: yeah so i used to think of it as like i mean just like everybody i would i would both hear and i literally have a t-shirt from pat Flynn that says like the riches are in the niches like i like i get it and still struggle with it like everybody um but it was a guy named joseph bojang who introduced me to the fact we were actually talking about paid advertising about the fact that you can really group people by either identity or intent and i realized that for an online education business, intent is really what we're talking about we're niching now. So just to explain, like, this is the difference between, like, if you're selling a fitness program that is specifically on helping people lose weight, it matters less whether you're talking to a exclusively a list of 55-year-old middle-aged men in white-collar jobs with a six-figure income than it does they want to lose weight. Their desire and their intent is what matters. I think a lot of times when we talk about niching down, people are like, I can only serve, like, 33-year-old women without kids. Like they have to feel like it has to be that specific. We kind of default to identity. But intent is matters way more. And so everything we're talking about here with 10x Promise, with creating a program that promises this transformation, selling the cure, it's all focused on the intent. That like, if you don't want to build an online education business, if you don't want to sell your smarts, if you don't want to teach, it doesn't really matter whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're in the US or another country, your income level, I'm not going to, be able to help you your intent matters way more. And so that's something I only learned recently that really helped me. So I hope that's helpful for you and others.
2: I mean, in marketing, we talk all the time about like demographics versus psychographic. Okay. Well, like, demographics are usually overvalued unless you're with the like, yes. collocation where you have a specific target that you have to, right? Like, and I think this is a good reminder of the psychological importance mm. And, and how it it needs to be involved in everything. And the demographics is just kind of like, it's there, but it, it, that's not a driving factor, right? I think you just simplified, we all kind of knew, we did not put words to it right there. Uh, I'm ready to like write that on a sticky note.
0: <laughs> yeah, intent over identity. Yeah, that's something that I've, I, I, I've yeah, I've written about that. I, I think it's something that I'm, I'm super grateful for learning that because yes, I'd also heard demographics and psychographics and technically intent is part of psychographics, but psychographic also includes like your religion and your like political beliefs, all those things that like, again, like if we lump all that together with your goals, we've lost it. We've lost what matters. Really, it's like you, when I say intent, I really mean like your goals. Like, what do you want to do? Like, that's that's what
2: we have to ditch down. Yeah, that's where someone takes action, right? Like, yeah, in their intent, you understand the action they're willing to take or they can take that you can help. Yeah. them Ultimately, what you're doing is you're helping them take a specific action and receive that kind of outcome. So I think that exactly. for sure. Now, one of the other things that we overcomplicate, which is tied to the pricing and kind of the framework that you spoke about, so that kind of founding member. If you're starting, if you're yeah. starting, you're not really sure how to format or build a group coaching program from scratch. I've been working one-on-one with clients, or you know, I've been I've been serving companies specifically one-on-one or individual. How in the world do I get a group together and help them achieve this outcome over Zoom? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any tips for whether it's the the actual coaching and teaching that happens online or even how we could structure the group mm-hmm. program itself to deliver that 10x promise.
0: Yeah, at the risk of sounding like a broken re- record, it comes back to 10x promise because sometimes people feel like they need to like create the program first and then kind of put like some fancy label on it. But yeah, it's like, no, it it's literally a question of like, okay, where is your target customer right now? And then what is the 10x promise? And what has to be true to achieve the 10x promise? That's the first thing I like to do Then it's just work backwards. It's literally what has to be true and usually this, there's there's what has to be true is split into two categories it's knowledge and experience it's not enough just to know how to do a thing it's not enough just to do it to teach wisdom which is is a combination of the two um and so i like to think of that as like almost like a like the right balance is sort of like ping pong where you want you want to teach a concept which is knowledge you know so some people understand something and then immediately create an opportunity for them to experience it and practice it which is so knowledge and experience. And this becomes a sort of like ping pong balance back and forth. And then I find a lot of people, because they use, if you, most people generally like who get into this business, you want to help people. And so as soon as you have them on a Zoom call, all you do is you just throw knowledge at them and they don't retain it. And so making it really clear of like, okay, let me get very practical here. If you have a 90 minute Zoom call, what I love to do is start with 10 minutes of wins. So asking everybody to share, like, hey, what's your win of the week? And just like set the tone as a little positive. And then I love to teach for about 30 minutes. Then have Q&A, make sure people understand the concept, and then talk specifically about how they're going to apply this to their business. Like, what are they going to do this week? Sometimes I have a specific assignment. Sometimes it's literally just asking, like, how are you going to use this? You know, how would you use this in your business? And then it's ending with what was one useful takeaway from today's call and ending every call that way. So I'm bookending each training with a win and a useful takeaway. And then that's key. But then it's making sure that also what I'm teaching is something they can take action on. And that's where sometimes you realize, like, well, for them to take action on this, like, what would have to be true? I'd probably have to craft some kind of template some kind of software that makes this easier for them. And that's where a lot of my tools come from. I know you went to Google Coach Camp, Mickey, you saw like, I have a lot of custom tools. That's where a lot of that comes from is saying like, what has to be true is me saying like, all right guys, well now you know how to sell. So like go pick whatever CRM you want and just like, you know, email people some stuff. That's not helpful. You know, I need to give templates and tools. Um, and so that's part of teaching. Now, like I have a client who, uh, Andrew Connell helps Microsoft developers. Um, I, I don't remember his TEDx promise. It's very nerdy. It's very like software developer-y. Uh, But his program, a lot of it's like literally they're hard coding apps that work on top of like Microsoft Teams and things like that. And so that's like that honestly, because he's got the 10x promise clear of like he wants them to be able to walk away from his program, being able to build apps, custom apps that integrate with Microsoft Teams. Okay, working backwards, he knows as a developer better than I do, here are the skills they have to know. And then he makes demos and he has them like he records videos asynchronously. So they watch the video. And then um, they come to the live training and they're actually doing some live coding and he's giving them feedback of like working on like a like a test model. Um, and so the specifics of your program is going to change a lot based on what you're teaching, but it's literally like the TEDx promise that it's like what has to be true and work backwards from there and then split it into knowledge and experience.
2: Mm. I, mean, it, I mean, I love the working backwards. That to me just it speaks so much to I'm going to avoid over-promising and under-delivering if I work in this manner, right? Like I'm, mm. I have the output. Mind and I know what I need to do if I work backwards in this way to make sure that it happens, or at least like I give them everything they need to make it happen. So I, mm. um the other thing that I really like about this is likely your first that founding group coaching program is where you're going to identify. Oh man, I need a template for here. Oh yeah, well it's a bit of a test run to to work through. Am I right there?
0: Yes. In many ways, they are paying you to create the material. I don't. Most of my clients don't create any material before they start selling a group coaching program, which scares some people a lot. Um, but it's literally, it's like, don't create something nobody wants. If the 10x promise is getting, is, is where you're doing the hard work of getting clear of what they want. Okay. Now you get to create it. If you're teaching a weekly, work, weekly training, it's like, okay, well, every week you got to create some sort of material resource, resource for that. But my coaching program has also gotten better each cohort. Cause each cohort I'm like remembering, I'm like, oh no. like every week I'm looking ahead at what am I doing this week? And I'm like, you know what? I have an idea if I can make that better. And so now that I'm doing it for a couple of years, I've really refined my program and it's grown a lot. It's also why group coach bootcamp, the program you we went to exists because that's not my flagship program. I just had the coaching program, and I realized that a lot of the key concepts I teach that are the most important, I was kind of splitting up over like week one, week two, week three. And they really work best if we're teaching them all at once, but that requires a full day. And so at first, I created Group Coach Bootcamp as a full day workshop to kick off my accelerator program for all my clients. And then I realized, wait a minute, if you wanted to do just this, Group Coach Bootcamp, I'll tell you the promise for it is together we'll create a system to fill your first coaching group with five of your agile clients, each paying you $2,000 with zero paid ads or high pressure sales. So very consistent with that kind of wet clay that I use. It's like, if you come to Just Group Coach Bootcamp, it's a one day workshop, you get all of that. It's also step one for people who go on to my accelerator program because now all of a sudden they're launched. Because here's the thing I ran into, which I'm sure a lot of coaches will, if you're teaching something that requires like coaching and refining, which is most things, you need to make sure people take action early because if you're, if I was teaching a 90 day program on how to help you like create and sell a seller group coaching program, and it was 90 days of teaching, and then on a day 90 I was like, all right, now go start selling. I've left you to the to do the hardest work by yourself. And so my most successful clients are those that launch their program within week one, two, or three. And now we're working together to refine what they're doing through the rest of the time. That's where you get into like the industry knowledge and experience. And I also had to learn this by having people go through my program where I was like, I just taught them everything I knew, and then I had. Some clients were wildly successful, and most clients who were like that was really useful. I learned a lot, and they were overwhelmed. They didn't take action, and that wasn't good for them or me. So, yeah,
2: you know and I love about this, and I think for all the listeners too. Like I, when I went into group coach coach boot camp, I felt like I was so insecure and nervous because I am not a group coach. I I walked in and I was like, I feel so overwhelmed. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't, like uh, and hearing how you learn all this through experience. You watch the founding members and then you realize there were missing pieces and then you built the additional program and it came over time. It wasn't like you walked in and knew exactly how to do every yes no. We had the entire offer suite, all of the programs done all the time. Like, that's how I think most of us think it needs to happen. Like I have mm-hmm. to understand how everything's going to work together in advance before I can take action. Otherwise I'm going to look like a loser. But that's the topic. And I love how simple it is. Like take action, learn, adjust, take action.
0: Yeah. Amen, Mickey.
2: So one of the things that I love about you is you just create so much valuable content, and you share it everywhere all the time. Thank like you. But our, Every uh, every week, I get a little tidbit of something. Where I'm like, oh, i got to see that. i got to send that <laughs> so and and it's so inspiring. And I know that creating content is something that you love doing. And you have this incredible crash course where you walk in depth into a lot of these concepts. So I'd love for you to kind of introduce it to the audience so that they can snag it, because I think it's absolutely wildly valuable. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that.
0: Uh, it's 100% free. So I'll go ahead and pull that. The promise for a price is that it's $0. Um, but yeah, it's if you go to sellyoursmartsonline.com, it's a free crash course I've created that it's essentially a daily series of emails uh, that walks you through from scratch. You know, like, I mean, like, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, well, if you're not listening to the podcast, you won't hear me say this. So that's, I shouldn't say that. But regardless, you <laughs> listening to this podcast, uh, you've heard me talk about some of these concepts. But I find it's, like, I I like to think of things, I like to understand the big picture, to zoom out, understand the big picture strategy. Uh, And so that's what the Selling Response Crash Course is. is It walks you through, you know, how to turn your wisdom into wealth by building a thriving online education business, getting clear on your core promise, which we didn't talk about today, but that's sort of like the overarching promise for your whole brand of, like, what you stand for. And then understanding how does that create a 10X promise for your flagship product, an infinite promise for your membership products in the future once you have that, Um, and your 10% promise for your gateway product but it also talks about everything you and I talked about today, Mickey, I don't think I emphasize enough. This is where you should start. So many people save the group coaching program and the flagship program to be the last thing. But actually, I think it needs to be the first thing you do. Um, and that's and I teach how to do that uh, in that crash course. So sell It's 100 percent free. And I'd love for you to have a copy.
2: Definitely pick it up and make sure to head to either Amazon store or your local local bookshop and pick up Survive and Thrive, How to Build a Profitable on me, including this one. And always be teaching both are just incredible resources that you should have on your bookshelf. John, this has been so much fun. I love hanging out with you. Thank you so much for today.
0: It's my joy. Thank you.
2: Awesome. So everyone who's listening, please make sure to check out sellyoursmartsonline.com to find John Meese. You will not find him on social media at FYI. Totally okay because he sends you amazing emails. Get on the email list, grab that crash course, and enjoy. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. Keep up the good work.
1: You did it. You finished another episode of the Hustle Less Profit More Podcast. Season two has been brought to you by Content at Scale. With Content at Scale's world-class SEO AI writer, in just five minutes, you can generate high quality, research-backed 2,500 word articles. And here on the Hustle Less Profit More Podcast, we use Content at Scale to create blog posts from every single episode, which you can explore along with our show notes and resources at hustlesprofitmore.com. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Now join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms. Thanks for listening.